0: We're back with another rundown episode where we cover a tech topic at a high level. We are finishing out this middle mini series on cybersecurity where we were talking about 15 of the biggest cybersecurity threats in 2020 and beyond. Uh, We are now down to the last five. If you haven't listened to the previous episodes where we cover the first 10, uh, I recommend listening to those. So let's dive into these last five and talk about uh, what they are and again the steps you can take to prevent them or protect yourself from them. Uh, some of these are a little bit of, a, I guess you could call them a remix of past attacks, uh, but that's kind of how it goes. Attackers will discover an effective method of deploying something or, you know, getting a malware out there, and they'll just do slight variations on it. Uh, but we have sort of different names for them because they are slightly different. So the first one we want to talk about today is, is kind of the big one. Uh, it's kind of been looming over the other... Uh, types of attacks we've talked about. We've done an extensive series of blog posts on it alone, so I'm not going to go too in-depth because there's lots of other resources that you could check out to learn about it, but it is ransomware. Ransomware is probably one of the biggest threats on cyber experts' minds. Um, It's one of the biggest threats and growing threats over the past few years. It's a really big deal. Ransomware, quickly, in summary, is basically that uh, a type of malware uh, that will go in and infect a computer and then lock up, encrypt all of the data on that computer, on that server, uh, which means the data is completely inaccessible uh, unless you have a key to unlock and decrypt that information. So the, ransom will, the ransomware will go in, encrypt all your information, and then a notice will pop up on your screen and say, hey, if you want your information back, you need to pay us. Um, and it's usually in some form of Bitcoin that they're asking and again, this is a ransom, hence the ransomware. Uh, they'll ask for some form of payment and then you, then they will give you the key and then you'll be able to have a, uh, access to your data again. Now, if this sounds sketchy in a lot of ways, it of course is. Uh, it's a real threat. It's a real problem. These hackers are in the business of making money. They will target businesses. They're not charging often crazy fees. Sometimes we see ransomware where they're just asking you know, three $600 for the key. And while that's not too much relatively speaking uh, they're sending this out across all kinds of places both consumers and businesses and if they get a couple hits and are able to get it through uh, all the better and they're just they just make the money however there are other types of ransomware attacks that are a lot more targeted um, and the ransom can be far more expensive. Again, I'm not going to go into too much more detail about this. We have other blog posts and resources on this and how the FBI is involved, more statistics around it, uh, but it's a serious problem, a serious challenge. Moving on to the prevention side around ransomware, um, there's a couple of very simple things that can be done, um, and like other cyber problems, it, there is an element of human error that we have to watch out for. But some of the basic things that you can do is turn on multi-factor authentication um, for all important logins. Uh, Another one is just making sure your antivirus is up to date so it will block a lot of things coming through um, that may be suspicious. And there is also specific anti-ransomware software that you can get for your computer, for your servers, for your business um, that uses machine learning and advanced algorithms to Detect malicious or suspicious activity and stop it before it gets anywhere. Final piece to this puzzle is that I'm not the cyber expert, and so uh, don't quote me on this, but I would be safe in saying that it is not 100% preventable. It's just not. So it's important to have thorough backups in place. Having backups in place is the go to and easy remedy and antidote for having had a ransomware attack. If you have your backups set up in an off site, Uh, cloud location that is set up to sync properly and doesn't just you know copy over uh, the ransomware you can just fail back to your backup Um, ideally your backups are running at least you know once a week but hopefully daily it depends on your unique needs but you get ransomware Uh, it's bad obviously but We just reset the computers and then go to our backups, restore to the backups, and it's like nothing happened. Um, Obviously, you would wanna now take steps to find out how the ransomware got in in the first place and to remedy those things, but backups are key to cybersecurity. Okay, the other Four that we're going to cover today, I'll run through fairly quickly. Some of these are smaller, some of these, again, are variations. Uh, Ransomware was the big one, and there are lots of resources on it. The next one is called cryptojacking, and it's when a malicious uh, actor will try and install malware on your computer that just runs in the background mining cryptocurrency. Um, We have some blog posts on cryptocurrency. I won't go into too much depth here. But basically, to generate cryptocurrency, you need to use computing power. You lend your computing power to the crypto infrastructure, and that's sort of how you earn a cryptocurrency. It's way more complicated than that, but that's the simplified version. There are hackers that will do this to try and piggyback or capitalize on your processing power to have your device mine cryptocurrency for them. And the crazy thing is that this can be done even on smart devices such as Um, smart fridges, for example, or even cameras or things like that. Um, They can install little pieces of code that just use up that processing power to mine cryptocurrency. And you may not even know about it aside from things start to run a lot slower. Uh, Obviously you don't want people stealing your processing power and using your machine without your knowledge or consent. One of the biggest things you can do to prevent this type of attack is just keeping your software and your applications, your operating systems up to date with the latest patches and the latest security updates. Um, the experts on those ends are constantly sending out those patches to try and prevent these type of attacks from taking hold. The next type of attack is called a waterhole attack. Um, and it's when a group of hackers or will target a specific organization that frequently uses a specific website. And they will try and infect that website uh, to get users that are passing through and using it as much as possible um, to load up malicious software from that website. Again, this is somewhat similar to a cross-site attack, which we covered in our last episode. Prevention on this one is similar. Have your antivirus in place, avoid dangerous websites, make sure that just proper filters are in place on your uh, antivirus and on your spam filters. The next one is also similar, it's called a drive-by attack. This is again when malicious code is put into a website. It's loaded in such a way that the malicious uh, software, the malware, whatever it may be, loads without any action on the user. Uh, Just by passing through the website, by visiting the website, um, the malware, the malicious code is automatically loaded into your system. Uh, Again, this goes back to, preventing this is avoid suspicious websites, check links and emails before you click on them. Uh, Google actually has a lot of warnings. If you're just browsing in Google and click a link, it will tell you like, hey, you know, be wary of this. Uh, Maybe you should go back and not actually visit this site. Um, so Be suspicious, be careful of what you're visiting and what you're clicking. The final one that we're covering in this series is called a Trojan virus, which is kind of the basic one I think most of us have heard about. It's been around for a long time. It's where malware will try and disguise itself as legitimate software, uh, but really it's performing malicious activities. Uh, And this goes back to, and I think a lot of us are, are fairly aware of this best practice, but don't download unneeded or unnecessary software. Stick with the applications that you really know and that you really need. Don't try and find some knockoff version of whatever application you're trying to use. Go to the source. Uh, don't try and pirate things. That's that's often where, you know, you pirate a movie, you pirate an app, an app whatever it is, you run the risk of running into a Trojan virus. Um, and again, a lot of antivirus programs um, are now, you know, very aware of the common Trojan viruses and are constantly being updated with the new ones. Um, and so keeping your antivirus up to date is a big step in that, but also just, you know, stick to the basics when it comes to the, sop- uh, the software application that you're using. That's it. Uh, That includes this little mini-series on cybersecurity. I hope you enjoyed these rundown episodes. We will have more rundown tech topic type episodes in the future where we quickly cover a tech topic and kind of dive into the basics of it. Uh, If you have any questions about how to keep your organization safe and cyber secure, please don't hesitate to reach out. You can find us, of course, at executech.com. Thanks, and we'll catch you next time.